Hey everyone, my name is Eric Escobar and I'm the Tech Talker. This week, I'm going to walk you through building your own desktop computer. But first, this episode is brought to you by Betterment.com. Do you want to save more and invest for the future, but don't have time to be a full-on investor? Betterment.com helps you build a customized, low-cost portfolio that suits your goals. Thanks to their sophisticated software, Betterment delivers bigger gains than you get on your own by automatically rebalancing and trading, and their fees are the lowest in the industry. By doing less, you get more for your money. Betterment, where life gets better. Learn more at quickanddirtytips.com offers, where you can sign up to receive a $25 bonus when you make a deposit of $250 or more. I think I've reached a point in my podcasts where I can safely write about how to build a computer. I've done a ton of background episodes on all of the pieces within a computer, which I've posted a link to in the show notes of today's episode. So this week, I'm going to lay all the groundwork on how to start building your own desktop computer from just a pile of parts. First and foremost, set your budget. This will be the total amount you're willing to spend on all of the parts for your computer. I generally set my budget at around $600 for a computer that I expect to last anywhere from 5 to 6 years. Now, if you were to buy a similar computer pre-made, the price would be anywhere from $1,000 to $1,600, depending on where you bought it from. This is a huge price difference, and one that generally varies based upon smart shopping and customizing the computer to fit your needs. For example, if I wanted to play a ton of video games, I might get a better graphics card and not as large of a hard drive. Or I may only care about having a ton of storage or making the computer super quiet. It comes down to picking out what's most important to you. After you set your budget, make a list of the things you want to have your computer be able to do. For example, some people may want a bunch of hard drive space, or to edit videos, surf the web, play video games, watch entertainment, you name it. This will dictate your hardware purchases. Here are some rules of thumb for what to focus on, depending on the type of computer you want. For a gaming computer, look for a solid-state hard drive and a killer graphics card. For a storage computer, get multiple hard drive ports or SATA connectors. For something that's energy efficient, seek a lower-powered processor and an energy-efficient power supply, gold-rated. For an entertainment or streaming computer, you'll want a decent graphics card so the video doesn't stutter. Something in the $50 range should do just fine. Video and picture editing. You need a decent amount of storage and lots of RAM. You'll notice I didn't specify any hardware brands or numbers, rather just general areas where you want to focus most of your budget. From here, Google will be your best friend. You can simply search for terms related to the type of computer you want to build, such as DIY gaming computer or DIY video editing computer. There will be no shortage of blogs and articles with people detailing their latest build and explaining why they chose the hardware that they did. One of my favorite places to start is Lifehacker. They have sample builds for $300, $600, and $1,200, and they explain which hardware they chose and why. From here, you can start deciding on the hardware that you want. The best place to compare hardware is PCPartPicker.com. Now, I don't have any affiliation with this site at all. I just love it. This site will walk you through all of the necessary parts for a new computer build and show you prices and specs for each piece of hardware. While this is a really nice way to see what website has the best price for a certain piece of hardware, my favorite part about this site is the fact that it also checks the compatibility of all of your parts. 
This has saved me big time when I've been putting together a system and the website has alerted me that a certain piece of hardware I picked out isn't compatible with another one. Thanks again to our advertiser, Betterment.com. Do you want to save more and invest for the future but don't have time to be a full-on investor? Betterment.com helps you build a customized, well-diversified portfolio of low-cost funds that you can tailor to meet your goals and your risk level. Thanks to their sophisticated software, Betterment delivers bigger gains than you'd likely get on your own by automating your savings as well as rebalancing your portfolio and reinvesting dividends. Even better, their fees are the lowest in the industry, and their highly trained customer support team is based in New York, so they can answer your questions at any time. Betterment is a high-quality, efficient investing option that's safe, smart, and saves you time and energy. Betterment, where life gets better. Learn more at quickanddirtytips.com offers, where you can receive up to a $25 bonus when you make a deposit of $250 or more. Okay, so by now you've Googled sample builds, you have your own budget, and you now know how to compare prices from a range of websites and how to check compatibility. Now comes the best part of all, picking it all out. I like to pick out my combination of motherboard and processor first. I posted a link in the show notes of this episode on the different types of processors that are out there and how to choose. Now these will probably be your most expensive components and probably the two most difficult to upgrade down the road. The main choice in processor comes down to Intel or AMD. Choosing one over the other is an age-old debate. I personally buy AMD because they are cheaper and I've never had a problem with them. However, I've done a whole episode on this, which I posted a link to in the show notes of today's episode if you're interested. As for the motherboard, I always opt for a lot of SATA ports. SATA ports connect devices such as your hard drive, DVD player, and other peripherals to your motherboard. I always cram a ton of drives into most of my builds, so I tend to look for a motherboard with six or more of these ports. Once you've picked out the right motherboard processor combination, it's time to select your RAM or memory, which again, I've posted a link to in the show notes if you want a whole episode on RAM. Your motherboard will specify the type of RAM that it is compatible with, and if you use PCPartPicker.com, it will automatically show you the RAM that will work with your computer. I generally choose two 8GB sticks for 16GB total for my budget builds. For more expensive builds, I'll opt for four 8GB sticks for a total of 32GB of RAM. Just keep in mind that RAM is very upgradable and very easy to do. So you can always come back and add more if your budget doesn't allow for it now. Next up is your hard drive. Hard drives are pretty universal in that they'll pretty much work with any other hardware. Your choice really comes between a solid-state hard drive or a hard disk drive. Which again, I've done a full episode on these, which I posted a link to in the show notes. I opt for a solid-state drive for games and my operating system, and a hard disk drive for storage. If you're building a budget PC, stick with a standard hard disk drive. For nicer builds, I would consider a solid-state and hard disk drive combination. This will give you optimal speed and storage. You would put your operating system on your solid state drive and your pictures, documents, and photos on your hard disk drive. Now that you've selected your main components, it's time to select your power supply. This power supply should be enough to handle everything you've just selected and then some. Processors have great power documentation, as do motherboards regarding how much power they consume, which is measured in watts. PC Part Picker does a good job of sizing up your machine. However, I almost always choose a 750 watt power supply no matter what the build is. This size power supply can handle a nice graphics card and pretty much any other components you try to add to your computer. 
Power supplies generally don't go bad or get old nearly as fast as other PC components. In fact, I've used the same power supply every time I've upgraded to a new computer because it still works great. At this point, you should have also looked for a graphics card and determined if you'd like to play 3D games or something along those lines. If you're just going to be watching Netflix and YouTube, I would suggest investing in a $50 graphics card to keep your computer working smoothly and not to have your video stutter. Last but certainly not least is your case. Your case will be largely dictated by motherboard size, but aside from that, cases have USB ports, headphone jacks, fancy lights, and a ton of other features. I personally like all black, low-profile cases, but that's just me. Obviously, cases come in all shapes and sizes. Just make sure your motherboard size will fit in your case. But this will be documented on PC Part Picker or anywhere else you buy your motherboard. Alright, I've slammed you guys with a lot of information this week. I'd love to hear some feedback if you feel as if I was unclear or if you want more details about anything I've mentioned. Feel free to post it on the Tech Talker Facebook page. And I'll try to clear anything up. Well, that's it for today. Be sure to check out all of my earlier episodes at techtalker.quickanddirtytips.com. And if you have any further questions about this podcast or make a suggestion for a future episode, post them on the Tech Talker Facebook page. And until next time, I'm the Tech Talker. Keep the technology simple. Betterment LLC is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokered services are offered by Betterment Securities, an SEC broker dealer and member FINRA slash SIPC. Investments are not FDIC insured. No bank guarantee may lose value. Investing in securities involves risks, and there's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Before investing, consider your investment objectives and Betterment's charges and expenses. Not an offer, solicitation of an offer, or advice to buy and sell securities in jurisdictions where Betterment and Betterment securities are not registered.